Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Today, China has the largest monitoring camera system in the world. They can track almost anybody anywhere. They can find out who you are, where you are, who are your friends, who are your family, and what you are doing. There are over 170 million cameras right now all throughout the country in China, and that is expected to grow to 400 million by 2020. Hello, my name is Eugene Bach with Back to Jerusalem, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. Today, I want to just explore something really quick to tell you about the future of observation on Christian missionaries and Christian workers in countries that persecute believers. There is a reporter with BBC, this just came out not a few days ago, a guy by the name of John Sudworth. He had, within seven minutes of the a police department getting his picture, they were able to use their system of cameras around the city to be able to find where John was walking. And within seven minutes after they got his picture, they located him sent in a team of police officers, and arrested him. The reason why this should be, this podcast is important for almost anybody that's working in the area between China and Jerusalem is because China is becoming not just the expert in their own country. The countries that want to monitor believers and Christians in other nations as well is starting to bring China into their country to put in the exact same system. China has what is called the Great Wall. That Great Wall is set up so that it will filter material that can come and go. This is one of the big reasons why smuggling Bibles and religious material into China, Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia is so important. Because right now, a lot of the materials that you might use on a daily basis, even like this podcast, you download it from the internet. You listen to it at your leisure. Anytime you want to do any search on any biblical subject at all, you can just turn to the internet, Google it, and you have those resources. Millions and millions of resources that would have never been even dreamed about by our forefathers is now available to you within seconds. It takes you longer to type up what you're looking for than what it actually does to see the results of what it is that you're looking for. But China has put in certain things in their internet to block the things that they do not like. And anybody that's not willing to play along with that is not allowed to play in China. And the thing is, is that China's market is so big that some of the biggest internet companies are not able to maintain a certain level of freedom if they want to benefit 
from the profits that can be made inside of China, and China knows it. So China has not bent their rules for anyone. And just really quick, let me ask this question, and you think about it. How many people here that are listening to this podcast have a Gmail account? Use Google for your search. Use Facebook. Have you ever, have you ever been on your Facebook account and then you Googled something and then within minutes you go back to your social media, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or, and then you see an ad that is almost exactly what it was that you just did a Google search for? Uh, for instance, there, I, I, I usually wear for my wedding ring, I usually wear this black, it's almost like a rubber band kind of wedding ring. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a black, it's a rubber substance because I, I'm a, I'm an active person. I'm also a cheap person. So I don't pay a lot of money for my wedding ring and I don't like, you know, to wear gold. I've never really liked to wear gold. In fact, when I was in the military, I, made sure that none of the guys who served in my unit would wear their wedding rings because it was a target indicator. Having gold in the bush allowed the enemy to get sight in on you. And as a scout sniper, you had to maintain a certain level of integrity when it came to blending in with the surroundings around you. So uh, gold rings usually... (laughs) You don't really find gold rings in nature. Um, So... You know, it was something that none of our Marines wore. So I like to wear this black rubber. You, If you ever see um, me in person or a video that I'm in, you'll see that my wedding ring, it's this black like rubber band. And uh, w- whenever I need a new one, I'll just go on online and order it. And when I go online looking for the ring that I'm looking for, within minutes, I'm on my social media seeing ads that are advertising specifically for the ring that I was just looking for from different com- companies that are targeting me as their customer. They now know that I have an interest in a product that they sell. And so now they are targeting me with their advertisement on my social media. How did that happen? Well, I have a Gmail account, as many of you listening might have. And in that Gmail account, I have a certain level of contacts. And all of those contacts are in my circle of friends. And then that can be compared with the number of contacts that I have in my social media. Those two can be compared together and then sorted out who is my family. And I'll even give them the answers. I'll tell them if they, if, if Facebook asks me, you know, what, who are your family members? Well, this is my sister. This is my mother. This is my father. This is my son. This is my wife. I'm married and it will say, you know, this is my wife on my Facebook account. So my whole circle of friends, my whole circle of family members can be found on my social media. And then that can be compared to my Gmail account and in my my Gmail account, I might be sending emails to different person, people and the correspondence that I have with them, work friends, family, all of that correspondence can now be collected into one large database and, and, and uh, different pieces of a puzzle can be put together to kind of find out what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, and where I'm doing it. And then to go even further, the products that I'm purchasing on a regular basis, whether I, if I'm purchasing them online, then I am going on to Amazon, or I'm going on to eBay, or I'm going to different websites. And now Google has a collection of the different 
items that I'm purchasing and they have a record of those purchases and, and what card that I'm using. So now the credit card that I'm using can then be tracked down to things that I'm purchasing that may not be online. The, the different items that I'm purchasing on a regular basis help set up the, the, the people to look at me at my profile. They can automatically decide, am I in my 40s or 50s? Am I in my early 20s? They can quickly find out whether uh, I have a certain amount of disposable income or not. They can quickly find out whether I'm a Christian or not by, you know, whether I'm giving to churches or buying certain religious items. They can find out whether I'm conservative or liberal in my political leanings. There's a lot of information that is collected about me in my daily activities that can be put together in this large profile and then find me or find out what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, who I'm doing it with, and where I'm doing these activities can all be used from my everyday online presence using these companies, Google, Apple, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Many of you have heard about us through social media, through our email correspondence, sending out newsletters and such. Well, what would happen if one of these large organizations that have all this information on you decides to come together and work with an organization or country that specifically targets Christian activities and wants to shut them down? Can you imagine what would happen if one day Google decided they didn't want to be a free market enterprise anymore? They wanted to be a part of a one world system that would close down free freedom of expression and freedom of religion. What would happen if the, if the very maker of the tools that you're using, like iPhone, could be used to persecute you for your religious beliefs? Could that happen? Do you think it's a possibility? What if they connected with a country like China that was able to apprehend and detain a reporter with the BBC in less than seven minutes by using their wide number of cameras and all of their uh, resources that they have to be able to create a database that would create a profile that would allow them to track you down? Can you imagine how that could be used against you? Well, this week, Apple's Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple and the CEO of Google made their first appearance at China's World Internet Conference, bringing the star power that the government uses to promote its strategy to tighten their controls online. Apple's chief executive, Tim Cook, gave a surprise keynote speech at the opening ceremony on last Sunday, calling for the future internet and AI technologies to be infused with privacy, security, and humanity. They did it together with China, calling for the most aggressive government involvement online to combat Christian activity.
this is so important. So how in the world? It, Apple, by the way, Apple, it, almost all of their products are made inside of China. So their, their main producer is in China and the main market that they are targeting outside of America is China. It is their major market right now and they're not even allowed to be sold in an open forum. But Apple is starting to change their tune as is Google. They're starting to change their tune and walk in lockstep together with the Chinese for a common future in cyberspace security. Cook, Tim Cook, basically bowed down and kissed the ring of the Chinese government. Apple's operation inside of China helps supports today 5 million jobs, including 1.8 million local mobile app developers. And this is important because Apple just last month in November complied with government orders to pull off any applications offered in their popular app store that China did not like. So for instance, they had Microsoft Core's Skype phone and video service that was available on their app store. China told Apple to pull it and they did as they were told. The conference was being sold that as one that brings in openness and transparency to the internet. Oh yes, openness and transparency. This is a, this is exactly what they said during the conference. We want to have openness and transparency that can only be accomplished through more laws and regulations that control what can be shared online to protect the users. Oh, thank you so much for your protection. What would I ever do without it? How did the internet ever survive without the protection of privacy? Of course you want more openness and transparency. By the way, um, Newsweek came out with a list of cities that were open for gay pride in, in, in the LGBT community. That were pro-gay, which, if you did not know, Tim Cook was is gay. Tim Cook is is a homosexual, and he protested hard against the state of Indiana in the United States uh, a couple years ago when they passed legislation to give freedom of religion. It was a freedom of religion act uh, passed by the current vice president that is in office today in the United States. It was when, when, when he was the governor, uh, Mike Pence, when Mike Pence was the governor of Indiana, he passed a freedom of religion legislation, which allowed, um, religious people to practice their convictions without being sued because you had shop owners that provide specific services. So for instance, let's say that I own a bakery, right? And this is, this is exactly what happened in Indiana. I have a bakery. If you are gay and you want to come into my shop and you want to buy something, anything you want to buy, and you are a homosexual or you are a different race or you are of a different religion, at no point will you be stopped from buying anything in that bakery. But if you are a Nazi and you would like to have a 
a a commemoration cake that would be made in celebration of what the Nazis were about. And you wanted the baker to make a specific cake, a, a, an art inspired cake for your Nazi views. Let's say that you have on that cake, the, 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 the graphic extermination of Jews on that cake. You, as a basic human being, may say, you know what? I don't want to create a cake that celebrates the execution of Jews. Or it may be that you have the KKK Klansman leader come into your cake shop and ask you to make a cake that would depict the hanging of a black person from a tree. And you may say to that leader of the KKK that I don't want to participate in making that kind of cake, so I cannot make it for you. You can buy any cake that you want in my shop, and you have the tools here in my shop to purchase the the different icings and, and, and cake layers to be able to make this cake yourself, and you can buy anything off of the shape the shelf, but I need to be inspired and, and partake in what it is that you want me. So if you want me to do a, a, a birthday or the, the celebration of somebody getting a promotion, I can, in, in an inspired way, draw the kind of art on my cakes as an artist for you. But if that person that is a Klansman wants to sue you because you did not make a cake that depicted a black person hanging from a tree, or if you were a Nazi and you wanted to depict a Jew being exterminated, you can say, no, I don't want to do that. They sue you and you lose your business because you did not do that cake. Mike Pence created a law that keeps you from doing that. Well, that was considered to be directly anti-gay because there was a woman who did not believe in gay marriage, did not want to participate, although she would allow anybody to come and buy anything off of the shelf. But because it was against her belief, she could not force herself to be inspired to create the art that was necessary to be able to make that kind of cake. Well, the Religious Protection Freedom, the Religious Freedom Protection Act in Indiana that passed did not sit well with CEO Tim Cook. So Tim Cook protested and refused to do business inside of China during the time of the protest. I'm sorry, inside of Indiana during the protest because of that law. He did the same thing in North Carolina when North Carolina enacted these laws that would not allow men to use women's restrooms, even though the man may dress up like a woman for safety concerns. And again, there was this protest and boycott that Apple took a very strong stance against Indiana and North Carolina. Beijing, out of 100 cities around the world, 100 major cities, came in last place, number 100, as being the least free LGBT city in the world. Tim Cook gave the keynote speech and is abiding very willingly gladly, with enthusiasm, to the laws of the Chinese. <laughs> where is your where 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 is your desire to protest now, Mr. Cook? So now when we look at 
the kind of information that we are giving about ourselves to create a profile online to massive organizations that are free market economy type of organizations that grew in free market economy like Apple, like Google. Keep in mind that not only these guys, by the way, Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook speaks Chinese. His wife is Chinese. He has spoken in China in Chinese because he, like Tim Cook, like Google, want to break into the Chinese market because that is a whole new world of income. China. That is using their monitoring apparatus to catch people in minutes, as was just confirmed by this BBC report, and something that we need to know as we, as believers, continue to operate in areas that persecute Christians. China is providing the number one information and resources to countries like North Korea. Iran, Iraq, and other nations that want to limit the activities of Christians. Once they create a profile on Christian believers, then they will have a system of four hundred million cameras around the country to be able to locate your family members, your friends, and then zero in on you. They'll know exactly what your habits are. Where you go on a day-to-day basis, who your fellowship is with the church fellowship that you have, to be able to locate you. This is in time stuff that relates directly to the mark of the beast that was warned to us in the Book of Revelation, and it is something that we as Christians need to continue to be aware of, not fearful of, but aware of, and pray about. We will always find a way to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and when the day comes when it will be required of us to give our life or deny the name of Christ, I pray that we have the dedication and the perseverance to run our race in the same way that the Apostle Paul did, in the same way that the Apostle Matthew did, in the same way that our leader. Taught us to, to lay down our life for others, that our blood would be a testimony to all those around us. I want to thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. God bless.